welcome back to Torchbearers. On today's episode, we talk with Christine Zerinsky, class of 1986, about her Valpo story. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Torchbearers. The weather has started to turn a bit colder, okay, I guess a lot colder here in Valpo, and Halloween is right around the corner. Hopefully all of our listeners are staying healthy and finding new and exciting ways to celebrate Halloween this year. So today I continue to ask that ever cha- not Today I continue to ask that continual question. How are you doing? We're definitely getting into that time of year when the ability to spend time outside and rejuvenate in the sun and just enjoy the outside is becoming less and less as we approach the short days of winter. So what are some ways that you all are helping to cope with everything going on? Our guest today on the podcast is Christine Zerinsky, class of 1986. Christine currently serves as Senior Vice President for Development and Government Relations at the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. Christine, welcome to Torchbearers. Thank you very much for having me, Michael. Sure. Well, to get us started, why don't you just tell us about your time at Valpo and your path that you took after graduation? Okay, happy to. Um, I went to Valpo because my best friend was going, and I did a visit, and it was a beautiful fall day. I got so sucked in. It was like, oh, my gosh, it's so gorgeous. It must always be like this. Um, But she was going, and I didn't know where else I wanted to go, and I knew I wanted to study journalism and thought that Valpo would be a good place. I was raised Lutheran, and so uh, it seemed to be a good fit. And when I got to campus, I was shocked that I was homesick because I had so wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided to throw myself into my studies and into extracurricular activities, especially uh, related to the Torch um, InterVarsity uh, Christian uh, organization, because um, I had uh, really valued my faith uh, throughout my sure. life. So um, I just really then fell in love with Valparaiso and met some really amazing people, had incredible professors, developed strong relationships with so many people and got to know my professors, which is something my friends who were at big schools never got to do. So Exactly. That made it really, really special, and I I still, to this day, keep in touch with some of my professors and many, many of my friends. So I decided when I was a junior that I didn't want to be a journalist, after all. I I looked at all the president's men and realized that wasn't really something I could do and didn't have a clue what else to do with my skills of writing and communicating. And talked to my counselor, and he said, if you want to graduate on time, just get your degree and you can figure out what you want to do. Sure. So I moved home after college. My parents were in the process of relocating, and so they told me I didn't have to get a job, but I ended up getting hounded by this temp agency uh, to take on a very difficult client who just serendipitously was going on the board of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. So I was answering phones at Weight Watchers of Chicago and uh, lost 20 pounds that I'd gained in my my two years of college, so there was that bonus too. Um, But the development had a development from the symphony called a lot and he was looking for an assistant. And so they made an appointment for me to go the next day uh, to do an interview. And I didn't have a resume. I didn't have a suit. So I had to pull it all together that day. Um, Ultimately didn't get that job, but then got a job working for the annual fund director. And that started me on the path for fundraising, which was a, a nice fit 
with um, what I learned to do very well at Valparaiso. And it's been what I've done for the 34 years since I've been uh, out of school. Uh, I w was there symphony about seven and a half years. And then there was a lot of turnover and classical music sure. wasn't really my thing. I, I appreciated it, but didn't love it and heard about the job at the zoo. And I've been there for 26 years. Awesome. So in your role at the zoo, what are some of your responsibility? I know, obviously, development, fundraising, and that kind of thing. But how about some of the uh, government relations side? Um, you know, what are the things that you're having to do on, with that? Well, I have a very talented uh, vice president who okay. is, has been in the government relations world for a long time, but we partner together and we have relationships with all of our elected officials. We, we're still trying to get the mayor. Uh, she's still pretty new in the job and every, she's been dealing with a few other things. Just um, a few. <laughs> right. But we knew Mayor Emanuel really well and okay. um, had numerous meetings with him and with our um, other elected officials, our aldermen. That's very important to us because we are in a neighborhood and so we want to develop those good relationships. We also have used um, this government relations and external affairs position as a way to really enhance our diversity and inclusion initiatives and reaching out okay. to people, letting them know that this is a really strong priority for the zoo. Our tagline is for wildlife for all, and we're a free institution. And so we believe very strongly in making sure that we are as open, inclusive, and accessible as we can be. So that's a key part of what we do in that area too. So it's it's a neat complement to the fundraising, membership, sponsorships, those other kinds of relationships. Awesome. I know. I'm, I've am i still got to get up there at some point. Ew. It's one place that I had, like, it's right in my backyard. In fact, <laughs> I was uh, at um, a rooftop bar in Chicago having drinks with one of my uh, friends, and we overlooked the zoo. At, oh, that uh, was Hotel Lincoln. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And, Love you know, I was like, Oh, one of our al alumni works there. <laughs> I was like, I need to, we just need to go visit at some point. And I just haven't uh, gotten a Do chance it. to go up there. You know, eventually once uh, Indian is off the naughty list for Chicago, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get up there. So, okay. so how did your experience here at Valpo uh, help to prepare you for your career path and what you're doing today? Um, it really helped me to be able to talk to a lot of different people and to be curious and interested in what people have to say and to really want to understand issues and situations. And so it's been very helpful as I try to build authentic relationships with my donors and members. You know, they can tell that I'm sincerely interested in hearing their zoo stories. And uh, that was really a skill that I honed at Valparaiso and all my journalism and English courses. And I think it also just really gave me a heart for mission and service. And it really made me want to help other people. And I couldn't imagine being in the corporate world and feeling satisfied with that as much as I have been in the nonprofit world, knowing that I really help people connect with the natural world and that really enriches their lives. And so I think that that's, it was really just honed and cultivated at Valparaiso and carried on uh, into my, my career. Awesome. So looking back at your career, and looking back to that uh, temp working out Weight Watchers in Chicago, what's <laughs> one? What is one thing that you wish you had known uh, starting out when you began your career that you could, if you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Uh, I think I would say that 
there's not a clear path to where you're going and you should follow opportunities and take chances. And, you know, I had not a clue what development was, especially back in the mid eighties. It wasn't something you went to school for. Sure. And so I at first was a little reluctant to go into that area because I wasn't certain how it would work out. I didn't know exactly what it meant, but I just trusted that that was a path that I did have the skill set for and that it could be something I would do just for a few years. And now it turns out it's more than 30 years. Um, And I think to also just not try to predict where you want to be. I know I had a number of friends who were like, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be whatever it is. And they, I think, shut themselves off to some other possibilities that might have been really satisfying for them. So for I think sure. just trust and go with the flow at times and, and take some chances. Sure. I know I started off as a music education major. Never did I think that I'd be working back at Valpo in alumni relations and alumni engagement and advancement and all that kind of stuff. So, so who are three people that have been the most influential to you over uh, your lifetime? I would say the most influential has been my parents, but especially my mother. I've always been really close to mom, and she. neither of my parents went to college and were not really career people. My dad had his own small business, um, but they just always so believed in me and told me I could do anything I put my mind to and really supported me and you know got way out of their comfort zone. When I went to school, my brother went to school, and got all, he also got a master's, um, but they just have always been such amazing, generous kind, faithful people, faith-filled people, um, and and really selfless. So I think that that would be the first. Another major influence on me was my high school journalism advisor and English teacher, Howard. Um, He just really got me on the path to studying journalism and taught me how to write and taught me uh, just so many lessons. And I'm still in touch with him. Very, very close touch. They retired to Asheville, North Carolina and come to visit a few times a year. But um, he just has been one of my biggest supporters and enthusiasts. And uh, we are just dear, dear friends. Uh, And also, I would say our zoo president and CEO, I've worked with him for 26 years. And he's just a visionary and uh, really supportive fundraising and has been great to me and to my team, given us all lots of opportunities, lots of guidance, um, and has just been a real partner with us in, in all that we do. Fantastic. So if you could step into my shoes as the interviewer, what's one question and answer that you'd want me to ask you? Let's see. How about how do you take your talents and interests and skills and create a career path when you don't know what you want to be when you grow up. So So, I think, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so what would be the answer then? (laughs) What would be the answer? Um, Again, I think it's looking beyond a job or even a career. You know, I'm, I'm set in my career. This is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I'm going to be doing consulting or doing a different job, but I'm not going to go off course. And I think that for people who are in school now or people who are younger in their careers, they will have not only 
four or five jobs in that career, they will likely have several different careers. And I think understanding and being in touch with and aware of what your talents and your skills are, especially if you were in a professional setting, if you were an attorney and you decide you don't want to do that anymore, what can you take from what you learned in your schooling and your experience and shape that into something else and, and looking at things more broadly? Because I think, you know, I'm on the National Council at Valpo for the College of Arts and Sciences. And it's something we talk about at every meeting is the parents especially, but some students who just are so concerned about studying something like French literature because what in the world am I going to ever do with this? Sure. And, you know, helping people understand that all that you learn in liberal arts school or, or in your professional colleges can be applied in different ways and that you just really need to take a step back and think about what opportunities and talk to your counselors and talk to other people in those fields. Or and if you hear about some role that sounds really interesting, you know, reach out for those informational interviews. I think that's really helpful and can provide lots of opportunities you might not be aware of just on the surface. Sure. I know I keep going back and thinking of one of the reports that came out. I can't remember. Maybe it was a year or two ago that, you know, some of the careers that will retire that my generation and the students that are in college now will retire from don't even exist yet. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's crazy. So I think that liberal arts education that you were talking about, as one of my friends from a prior uh, job put it, the liberal arts colleges teach you how to think they don't teach you what to think so we're mm-hmm. able to adapt yeah. and everything like that so definitely so then to uh round us out what does valpo mean to you Valpo has just been such a touchstone for me since I was in school and since graduation. It's a place I feel like is home. It feels familiar, and yet it's always growing and changing and morphing. And I think it's just really emblematic of my life and the path I've chosen, that people come and go and are and yet are just so bound together by their commitment to service and our faith and just being supportive and helpful with with other human beings. And I just, sure. I just really miss Valpo. I'm so sorry not to have homecoming this year uh, and not we to be too. come together. And, you know, it's just always such a, a joyful time. And just, you just remember so many things. And I, it's so funny because I can think about Valpo anytime, but mm-hmm. it just really, when you're on campus, there's just something different about that. And sure. being friends that I've known through when I was on the alumni board or my current, you know, alum, uh, national council and, and, and just knowing too, that people across generations uh, can really connect and have amazing conversations and had really similar experiences, even if they studied very different areas uh, when they were on campus. And you know, I just think there's so many constants that go even throughout all the, the different decades. So I I just am a massive fan. I'm, Valpo's in my state plans. I'm proud to support the university each year with my operating support, modest operating support. Um, but it just, it means so much to me. So I'm very grateful that I was introduced uh, to Valpo by my friend Kristen, and uh, it's just become such a huge part of my life. Well, great. And we are so thankful to have you as one of our great alumni across the world. So, Christine, thanks so much for taking the time to chat and uh, see what's going on. And we will make sure to let you know when the episode airs. So Awesome. Well, thank you. It was my great pleasure. Really, really fun talking to you. It was ours. Thanks so much, Christine. 
Christine, once again, thank you so much for being a guest with us here on Torchbearers. It was wonderful getting to talk with you, and I hope all of our alumni in the Chicagoland area, and even those visiting the Chicago area, will get to visit the Lincoln Park Zoo at some point in the future. As a reminder to all of our alumni listening, if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please make sure to let us know. Email us at at alumni at valpo.edu. Once again, that's alumni at valpo.edu. We always look forward to hearing from you. For all of our alumni out there, stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, and go Valpo!